Welcome to another episode of Confessions with Dr. Mosby. And this is part four of my segment entitled EJ, Get Your Shit Together, You're Almost 18. And so today we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart as well as Elliot. Since he's been a little boy, um, we have done date nights. And so our date nights, uh, when he was little, it may have been, you know, us taking a shower and getting dressed. And then I, you know, prepared a home-cooked meal and, you know, made it all about him where we sat at the table and actually had a conversation uh, where I introduced him, you know, to the different courses of a meal, or it may have been, you know, we went out somewhere, or we may have gone to a movie. And as he got older, we started um, having movie dates. And so it's time for a movie date. And um, EJ and I love the movie Barnyard, and we also love the movie what's our other favorite movie ej Marvin. okay and so you want to talk about why we love both of them so much hmm. or you can say why you love um either one of them and then i can talk about the other one i mean with norbit it's always kind of just been a little funny movie that was just nice to watch. Like, I remember uh, one of my aunts, she would play it. And then, like, I'd watch it around you and stuff like that. And then, like, in the family and stuff, like, that was just a movie that everybody knew about. Except grandma. Except, so when I say grandma, I'm referring to my mom. She can't stand it because we all sit around and quote the movie. And she doesn't know what we're talking about. So, uh, Barnyard is an animated film. Uh, I think I kind of hit on it before, but it's an animated film that was actually turned into a cartoon. And AJ and I, we are due for watching Barnyard. We're actually going to watch Barnyard tonight. And um, I'm going to miss having these little date nights when EJ goes off to school because now, you know, right now we don't know where he's going to go. Um, don't know if he's going to stay in state, if he's going to go out of state. So um, when we do our movie nights, we uh, usually, you know, watch the movie in my bedroom and, you know, we get under the covers and it's just, I don't know, it's a fun time and it's quiet. Um, I'm not doing any work. I'm not looking at any type of device. My undivided attention is with my child. You know, that is a time that we use to bond. And most often, Elliot falls asleep, you know, in my bed. Oh, uh, okay. No, I wasn't talking about fall asleep, like watching the movie. I'm talking about you fall asleep um, while you're in my bed. And even though Elliot is 17 years old, you know, as his mom, I don't know. It still kind of feels, I like it. I don't even know what word to say, but it. I, I like having my child, you know, from time to time, not not every night. We can't do that. But, you know, fall asleep. So, EJ, uh-huh. I want you to talk about um, why you think 
these movie nights have been so impactful uh, for you? Because at the very least, that there are more memories that I get to make with you. Mm-hmm. Like, because you already have, you done already cemented yourself as like an influential figure in my life. Mm-hmm. But when you have, I don't know, it's like, it's like something you were saying the other day. It was like sometimes it's just the little things that add up, mm-hmm. like the little things that count. And so, yeah, you may look at it as something as simple as, um, or somebody else may look at it as simple as, watching a movie together or something like that. But I don't know, having a feeling comfortable enough to like just get up in the bed and feel like a little kid again <laughs> and watch some cartoon characters like go on some crazy antics and adventures with my mom is a nice feeling. Okay. And then we we also we we have watched the movies Norbit as well as Barnyard so many times that we can quote the movie. And so it's kind of like it's our little language, if you will. You know, if we're out and about and something reminds us of um, something from the movie or one of the movies, then we we find ourselves quoting. Like, what's our favorite uh, quote from Norbit, EJ? Let me see how well you know. Stop playing with your ass, bitch. You got to speak up. (laughs) Speak up. I'm tired of playing with your ass, bitch. Now, I know you got ribs in that basket. And you better give them all smooth before I break my hoof off in your goose. All right, come on, my finish it. Goose ass. Okay. <laughs> so I know some parents may say, I can't believe that she's allowing her son to use profanity in front of her. And that's perfectly fine. But I look at profanity as a form of expression. I mean, my son, as I've said before, uh, he's an artist. I raised him um, around the arts and... I stand firm on that, that profanity is not something that should be viewed as taboo. It is a form of expression. And as with anything, you can use uh, too much colloquialism and people just, you know, they miss the mark of what you're trying to say. The same as if you use uh, convoluted terms. So I teach him, hey, use it within context but I don't see anything wrong with it. So um, that particular quote that he just said, um, you want to explain the quote or you want me to explain the quote? Can you stop moving so much? Why can't I move? Because it's going to mess with the, the sound when I, I'm going to have to edit that out. And I don't really know how to do that just yet. So um, do you want to talk about or explain what you think Norbert meant or where... where those terms were coming from when Norbert said them. Which terms? The ones you just said. Oh, I mean, in the context of the movie, he was coming from a place of hurt because it's like wife just cheated on him and he was having a little breakdown in the middle of a puppy show. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, I guess that's where the terms come from. What are you asking, though? Huh? I mean, I guess that's where the terms come from. What are you asking, though? Well, uh, I asked what you explained. Duh. What do you think that was coming from? So you're right. It's coming from a place of hurt. So he was basically talking about, well, let me back up. So Norbit was um, raised in an orphanage, if you've never seen the movie. And so um, when he got older, he ended up. Huh? 
very ugly brown. Um, so long story short, um, once he he's probably in middle school, maybe um, when he meets this woman by the name of Respisha Lattimore. And so this is an Eddie move. I mean, an Eddie Murphy, excuse me, an Eddie Murphy production. So you know how Eddie Ma- Eddie Murphy does it. He's several characters in the movie, and so Eddie Murphy is Respucia as well as Norbit. And so anyway, um, he met Respucia when he was like in middle school. You know, they end up becoming an item, and then they get married. But that was not where his heart really was. His heart was really with this young lady by the name of Kate. And so he finds out that Respisha has cheated on him with Buster, who is played by Marlon Wayans. So this is a hilarious movie or whatever. And Norbert, uh, he still volunteers at the orphanage where he was raised. So he was doing this puppet show one night for the children. And he lost it going off about his wife. And so uh, while he's there and he's talking to the to the owner, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Mr. Wan. Mr. Wan, right. Who's an Asian guy that Eddie Murphy is also playing. So while he's there talking to Mr. Wan one night, um, his childhood crush, who was also an orphan, but she got adopted. She comes back into town because she's planning on purchasing the orphanage so anyway it's just a very interesting movie about life you know of course eddie murphy it's very humorous but elliot and i watch it and it's like every time we watch it we pick up on something different that we're able to talk about it becomes a talking point for us and i think as parents uh giving your children that undivided attention that they desperately need. Children, you know, they need, in my opinion, they need structure. They need love and they need structure. And so uh, Elliot is is in tune with his emotions, but Elliot has a problem effectively communicating his emotions. And I think it's very interesting that the main character or one of the main characters in the movie, Norbit, is the same exact way. And one of the main characters in the movie, Barnyard, is like that. Who do you think has a problem with his communication in Barnyard? I mean, I want to say Otis since he's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. That's who I would say. I would say mm-hmm. that it's Otis because Otis is the son of Ben. And these these are cows. And so... um Because they're technically males, but it's like they're males with others. How are they technically males? They are. Or, well, I'm not even going to get into because, that. because like they, like they character designs. They technically supposed to be males, but they got udders. So it's like <clears throat> they would technically be bulls, wouldn't they? Bulls don't have udders? No, nah, I thought bulls had wee-wees. Um, like I thought it was the difference between a bull and a cow. A bull is a type of cow. The male cow. A heifer is the female. Right. I, I, considering that, I mean, I've never turned a cow over and looked at them, male or female. I mean, I get what you're saying because that's how the mother is able to milk. But shit, men have, have breasts. I don't know. I don't know. You taking me down a rabbit hole I wasn't trying to go down. I forgot what the hell I was saying now. They're both cows. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're both cows, but uh, Otis is the the son, and he just doesn't take you know responsibility seriously. Uh, he wants to have fun. He wants to enjoy himself. Um, but he has a problem effectively communicating himself because he's real clumsy. He stutters over his words. And I think it's very interesting that these two characters in two totally different movies, um, EJ is able to resonate with both of them so well because they mimic a lot of things that he struggles with in his life. So what are you laughing at? No. How I analyze Am I am I telling the untruth though? Mm-mm. Huh? Mm-mm. What are you gonna say? You got something to say about it? Mm-mm. I was just recognizing it. Oh, so I think that it's very interesting. Like I was saying, that there are so many similarities between Elliot Norbit and Otis, and we get an opportunity to talk about them. And you know, like when I call Elliot Norbit, of course I'm saying it from a place of love, but I'm really seeing it for him to recognize, okay, you're not being sure of yourself. And one of the things as a young man that I have told him or going into young adulthood is that you got to give yourself grace and you have to exert dominance. And why did I say you have to exert dominance, E? Because you got to exert dominance. Really, E? <laughs> I mean, I know it's like something about confidence, but is there a certain phrase that I'm supposed to say? No, it is not a certain phrase that you're supposed to say. If you if you don't want to do this episode, then just say, Mom, you know what? I'm not in the mood to do this episode. You ain't about not wanting to do the episode. Well, what is it, Elliot? Nothing. You said something about exerting dominance, and I know we had that whole conversation, but I thought you would thought... I don't know. I thought you wanted me to like say a specific phrase, but I was like, I thought the whole point when we did have that conversation was just like, because there was that whole situation with the girl I was talking to, and it was like I wasn't honest with myself and like communicating those feelings that I had, and then it blew over because I was harboring them for so long. Okay, you didn't answer my question. My question was for you to explain why it's important for you to exert your dominance oh okay because like when i was harboring those feelings i needed to effectively communicate and and part of effectively communicating i had to be honest and communicate those feelings and with that i had to be a little bit harsher what do you mean you had to be harsher because it was crazy how like because you ended up, like, taking the wheel and stuff like that. And it was just crazy how you put things in perspective that was on my mind pretty much. But I didn't feel like it was right to communicate that way. And like you said, I guess exert dominance in a way. All right. So this is what happened. So Elliot was going back and forth with this young lady. And I tried my best to stay out of Elliot's personal business. Um, when he comes to me and he says, hey, mom. What do you think about such and such and such? I have told him, if you ask for my opinion, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Um, But at the same time, I'm not going to tell you you should do this, you should do that. That's a decision of your own. So he came to me several times, actually, and was just kind of venting about some of the things that were bothering him with this particular young lady. And so he'd always ask him, well, mom, what do you think? Blah, 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 blah. 
So um, this particular day, Elliot um, was uh, reading to me what she had said to him. And he had waited. I don't even remember how long it was, but he had waited a significant amount of time and or a significant amount of time had passed and Elliot had not provided a response to the young lady. And so he was telling me what she said and he was trying to um, put a response together so that he could continue doing whatever it was that he was doing. And it was at that moment that um, I said, give me your phone. And he was like, no, mom, no, mom, no. And I said, no, give me your phone. And I explained to him, I said, I could care less what you all have going on. I just want you to have fun and be safe. But at some point as a man, you have to exert your dominance. And I have a type A personality. Um, that's not something I'm saying to be boastful or anything like that. I have a very take charge type personality. However, as a woman, I need a man, not a want, but a need. I need a man who allows me to let my femininity show. And a man that allows me or or creates an environment, I should say that, that creates an environment where I want to show the softer side of me and let my femininity just exude from my body. That man has exerted a, a, a particular dominance that makes me pay attention to him. And so what I was trying to get you to understand is you have been blowing over the situation for months. And she didn't know that you felt the way that you felt because you had never truly uh, communicated that to her. And so it was at a point that you had to exert, like, look. This is getting out of hand or this has gotten out of hand and this is how I feel. And right about now, I don't want to talk about it. So what I was explaining to him is you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be an asshole. But it is unfair for you to penalize someone for you feeling a certain way that you never communicated to the individual that hurt your feelings. So after... That dominance was exerted. How did that make you feel? But wait a minute. I just thought about something. So I sent a text message and I explained to him, you know, why I said what I said. And basically, I kind of gave a recap of what he had said to me. And I let the young lady know that, you know, feelings were hurt. I was pissed. You know, kind of highlighted some of the things you know, that caused my feelings, you know, to be hurt and for me to be pissed. And I told him, I said, this is what's going to happen. I said, she's going to read your text message about 12 times. Then she's going to respond. She's going to wait a minute. And then she's going to come back and she's going to try to retract what she said initially. EJ, what happened? Pretty much that word for word. Yeah. And I told him, I said, it's not about that I know everything because I don't. But I understand how the damn game works. And I understood that if my child didn't exert his dominance, then he was going to forever get his fucking feelings hurt. It just is what it is. And it's not about walking around, you know, like I said, being a butthole, being mean. But 
you have to teach people how to treat you. And it was at that moment that EJ basically taught this young lady how to treat him. The unfortunate, uh, the unfortunateness, is that a word? Unfortunateness? The unfortunately. Oh yeah. Okay. I like, yeah, that's, that works. So unfortunately it was too little, too late, you know? Um, and shit that happens sometimes. So Elliot, do you have anything else that you want to say before we have our barnyard movie date? Mm-mm-mm. Not that I can immediately think of, ma'am. I do want you to say something rather quickly. Mm. I want you to tell the audience how you felt once you exerted your dominance. That's what you were going to do, and I interrupted you. Mm. Uh, initially, I felt that it was a bit much. I felt. What was uh, a bit much? Hmm? What was a bit much? The message, like I, like I appreciated, but it was like, dang, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I didn't have to say that. I could have been more. You was being a little pussy. That's fine. Okay, maybe. But and I mean that in the most loving and affectionate way. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But after that, then it was kind of like I don't know, you know. All right, maybe my nuts can breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can drop a little bit. Because mm-hmm. like, they had shriveled. Okay, you ain't got to kick me while I'm down. I mean, I'm not kicking you while you're down, but I'm just saying they really had. Your confidence was low. It was affecting you to the point that you weren't eating. That's not cool. Ever. You can have your two little boxer shorts on for 24 hours, and then after that, you gotta you got to breathe. So you thought it was a little, you thought it was a bit much, excuse me, and then what? But like, but yeah, like after that, then it was just I don't know. It was kind of like cathartic and relieving to have that off my shoulder and like had that just off my chest because it was like, yeah, we still had to call and get on the phone and talk about it some more, but just the simple act of getting that out there. And yeah, it may have, I don't know, it would have been better if I did communicate those feelings earlier. It at least felt nice to still know that I communicated them. Mm-hmm. That you, you created a standard for yourself. Like, okay, I got to start somewhere and this is where I'm going to start. So last thing, how did it make you feel when she responded to you? Mm-hmm. I don't really know how I would say it made me feel. I get, like, when she responded, I guess I was just more surprised than anything because it was just crazy. Like, I was looking at the way the notifications came up. And I didn't read them that night, but it was just looking at the previews of them. It was like, dang, this is borderline word for word what Ma said what happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a psychic, but shit, I didn't deal with a lot of individuals over the years and... I mean, you recognize certain characteristics in people, and it just is what it is. And intuition, hey, a woman's intuition anyway, is usually, not all the time, is usually very powerful and is usually on point. So we are going to end, and until next time.